Good morning, fellow humans. Um, imagining that you're feeling your humanness to some degree here this weekend. And what do I mean by that? I mean, yes, all your beautiful aspiration and good intention and all the other stuff as well that comes up for us when we practice very normally um, that seems to be in the way of this good intention of abiding with a heart in love. Um, and I would just like you to at least wink or nod if you know what I'm talking about at all. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah, so we have a heart and mind and body and we have a beautiful intention and it's very normal that what we see is everything that looks like it's in the way of that good intention. Not always. Sometimes we're able to flow and the practice opens up in the ways that lead onward and we think, great, I could do this forever. Other times it's, why did I come? Um, I must be the failure at compassion and joy. I was more joyful on Friday, it's Sunday now and I feel more miserable. Um, whatever it might be. And I just want to acknowledge if that's the case now or yesterday or later. Um, this would be normal and we include this. So when we make these beautiful intentions of these four divine abidings, it includes very much working with and making room for a space in our heart for all the detritus, the stuff, the stuff that looks like rubbish uh, at first glance. Right? It doesn't mean we go down those rabbit holes in our mind because we have a practice of abiding. We come to the body, we come to the breath, we steady and settle. But it's normal that when we practice being quiet, there isn't so much stimulation. We breathe a bit with the body. One of the things that happens is that residues from our life come to the surface. Things that we haven't been able to care for before because we didn't have the resources. We were too overwhelmed. So those residues come for healing, come for care, come to be seen and met with a kind attention. Kindness is not dependent on the absence of hatred arising in our heart or aversion. Some of you will know very well that when we turn towards love, you can wink at me if you know this, or you can put your hand, <laughs> or you can put your hand up if you feel honest. When we turn towards the idea of love, it can bring up aversion, scratchiness, more irritation, doubt, um, sometimes distrust, like, oh, that's not really going to cut it. That's very nice, that kindness. But when the shit really hits the fan, then I know that's not going to do it. Does anybody have any of those kinds of, like, in their soul? <laughs> so you're home. This is included. The kind of love we're speaking about is a love that is not the opposite of hate. It's a love that is bigger than, it has its roots in a boundless, timeless knowing 
that is not dependent on what shows up. And that's what makes the difference between a compassion, a joy, an equanimity, a kindness that is rooted in the boundless heart and our, we could say, our ego version of compassion or joy or kindness or equanimity. Right. So it's, ra- it's quite radical, actually. So this morning we would like to invite you, if you feel willing or if you feel just forced into it, not by me, but just by virtue of your own heart and mind that there's suffering here, um, to turn deliberately toward the aspect of love we call compassion. The aspect of love that can be intimate with the pain that arises in us, that comes to us from the outside, that is in our world that we may not even be in contact with, that we can turn toward that with our feet rooted in abiding here, upright, gentle, resonant with the suffering, the dukkha, the pain, the grief, the agitation, the sorrow, the distrust, the malaise, the depression, the collapse, the rage, resonant, pulsating along with, trembling along with this, without being defined by it. What is it for us to get the inkling or for some of us the deep trust and knowledge that this trajectory is possible to meet suffering, our own and each other's and our world's complex, deep, entangled suffering, to meet this here and now, resonate, pulsate, intimate, deeply intimate, without shrinking our identity to that, without becoming it, without being defined by it, that our home, we could say, is more boundless, timeless, here and now, abiding. And from there, the compassion that is spoken about, that we are in the direction of. We never finish it. It's not like we'll study compassion now. It's 9.30 and we can tick that off our list. This is a boundless quality. We're practicing. We don't have to be perfect. Thank God we don't have to be perfect. We can meet ourselves with mercy. You know, we're human. We're human. We are limited. We are implicated, we are entangled in all of this and we can know something that leads onward such that we can develop the muscle of compassion to be able to meet more and more versions of the suffering ways, the suffering faces of our world internally and externally 
and be able to respond. A response that isn't, as Jaya said last night, the one that's absolutely wedded to the result, absolutely fixed to the result, but a response nonetheless. Avalokiteshvara Kuan Yin, the image of compassion, in another form you see the statue with multiple arms, with multiple tools. And so Avalokiteshvara acts. There is action. Right? There's resonance, there's intimacy, there's feet rooted in boundlessness, and there's action. So whether or not you fancy this prospect, um, we could ask ourselves as humans, do we have a choice? What, what, what else are we going to do with our suffering and the suffering of each other as we get more conscious and awake? Right? You're all good people. You all care. I have no doubt about that. Um, but we can feel a limit to that care or where our methods or our actions just keep bumping into the same thing again and again for ourself or the other or our world. And maybe you love this possibility of this direction. Something in you illuminates like, yeah, I want to go further there. If you found another option, let me know. Seriously. One of the things we can practice with this morning, I will guide us um, in a formal compassion practice um, where you will start with, if you wish, start with asking your body who or what wants to come to be met with the gaze of compassion this morning? Who or what wants to come first? What person? And let your body respond. Don't come from, oh, I should be kind to this one, or I'm supposed to be compassionate with this one, or this is the most difficult one in my life, or, oh my God, what about this? Not from the should. A hindrance to compassion is our guilt, our blame, our our, I haven't done enough, our, it's all down to me, shit, I've got my chance now, I can, you know. No. We have in this hour the privilege to come with delicacy, to see who can come, who wants to come, that I can stand beside right now and still feel my abiding, still feel my bum on the cushion my feet on the ground, my uprightness, and I can stand and sit beside them or opposite them in my mind's eye and still breathe with my intention to wish them well. So we'll start with someone that um, is not the most difficult person in your life or not the most difficult aspect of yourself right? It might be an aspect of you that comes. 
this is equally worthy this morning. Please do not overlook or neglect this one. It might be like a little, almost like a, not little necessarily, as we practice, sometimes things bubble up to the surface as if they've been kind of banished parts of ourself that kind of come and say, Oi, what about me? A hurt, a pain, the feeling of neglect, famished, undernourished, not necessarily literally, but in terms of attention. Or it might be someone else. And you can use a phrase to help support the mind to offer your intention. And I encourage you to use the language that is closest to your heart. Right? Whether that's a verbal language or an image And the intention of compassion is may you be soo may you be soothed. It's a really nice word in English. It's got this double O in the middle. May you be soothed. Has this quality of like balm, balsam. Right? I imagine in whatever other languages you know, there is a lovely image or word. May you be soothed. It's like balsam, balm, healing balm on that agitated human spirit. May you be protected. May you be safe. May you have the refuge to thrive. So there might be one of those. Just check now if there's one of those ideas that resonates for you or two. You only have to remember one. Which one does your body and heart like best? May you be soothed. May you be protected. May you be safe. And may you have the refuge to thrive. And in each of them, we're tuning to the aspect of that being that is suffering. It's not the only thing about them. It's not the only thing about you. But it is one important aspect where we can develop our response. When we tune with the suffering of another and recognize the kinship, it's like, oh yeah, I suffer too. And you, we're not trying to compare. I recognize that you are my kin. 
of my family the same kind as me, the kind that is sensitive, that needs refuge, that hurts, that wants to be loved, that wants to thrive. You are my kin. I make a space in my heart for you. And this can be profound. We know this, you know about kindness, but in this practice we're going potentially further with it. Okay. So maybe that's enough of an intro. Let's practice together. And firstly, um, a little mercy. A little mercy for us humans. Mercy, this combination of forgiveness and compassion and peace. Mercy for our, my, incompleteness. Sometimes in my attempt to define myself as a good person, I defend against the ragged edges of my incompletion and my indifference to go further to learn how to resonate with those at the margins internally and externally. My brothers and sisters and siblings. So a little mercy for our imperfection. And if you like to imagine <coughs> whatever being or beings or earth or trees can regard you with mercy, like you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be good. Relax, fellow human. Take your seat. Let your body breathe out. Let your arms and the soft inside of your arms coming out from your heart. Let the soft inside of your arms through to your palms soften this morning. Let the muscles of your backside drop onto your cushion. We do not serve our world by anxiously trying to fix it. Upright, 
gentle. Ask your body what kind of breath would you like to breathe right now and wait. Compassion for this human body. What kind of breath would you like to breathe right now? Show me. See the live organism of your body and ask her, ask him, ask them. Who would like to come first this morning to be held in the gaze of a compassionate intention. <coughs> See who comes. And if you can't think of anyone or no one comes forth, then you can be a little more deliberate, bring to mind someone you know who is struggling personally or not personally, or an aspect of yourself. Can you pulsate along with them? Can you breathe with your body and see them? You stay abiding upright. While this one comes to visit, you might have an image or their name, or maybe you don't know them personally, but you know the part of the world they're in. Or maybe it's a prisoner from your own heart. Can you see them? And linger with them until they see that you see them. With no demand from you. Keep faith with the intention, may you be soothed. May you be protected. May you be safe. And may you have the refuge to thrive. Tuning to their particular kind of suffering without losing yourself inside of them. And repeat the phrase, you can drop it in from time to time to help anchor and orient the mind.
can you linger with them, steadying the mind? seeing them and their own brand, their own shape of suffering. See it and see if your body can sense, be impacted by, let them, the shape of their suffering impact you. Recognize in humility they have something to teach you. we will offer into the space a a compassion chant that evokes the tender aspect of compassion. And see if you can stay with this being for a few minutes. Chant if you wish and let the chant carry the balsam, the balm, the healing balm. So keep breathing with your body. the chest take up all the room that it needs. And the words are Om Mane Padme Hung, paying homage to this quality of boundless compassion. That when our heart uncramps, can uncramp and can rest into the boundless heart. We must plug back in from having thought that we were separate. So here's for your heart to uncramp as you follow this intention of compassion for this being. Oh. 
this particular being's suffering. this from my heart through my arms. Om Mani Padme This intention comes right through to my hands. Om Mani Padme And if this is true for you as you listen or you wish to play with it, use your hands in gesture. Om Mani Padme Hori Offering this intention. Om Mani Padme Hori Respectful of the other. Om Mani Padme not trying to fix or make go away. Om Mani Padme Hum 
upright in your own body and vertical. Om Mani Padme Hum May you be protected. Om Mani Padme Hum May you have the refuge to thrive. Om Mani Padme be safe. May you be soothed. And as you practice this right now, sensitive to your own body. Breathing with your belly. Intimate with yourself. your humanness and your divinity. With a merciful attention. This one too called me. be soothed. May I know the refuge to thrive. May I cease from neglecting or overlooking this one. for the ways I have overlooked you. Or the ways I have hurt myself, intentionally or unintentionally. I ask for forgiveness. I bow in humility. I bow in my humanness. I bow to the other humans of this world. Oh, my.
firstly to the one in front of me. Hello, fellow human. My brother, sister, sibling in aging and death. this one still here and intact, invite whoever else wishes to come for a few minutes. Ask your body and heart of all the humans and animals of this world who wishes to come right now. Take your time, delicacy and clarity of intention. And sometimes it's helpful to go back and forth offering the phrases for them or and then for yourself. Or it may be an aspect of yourself. You can be creative. For it to be a contemplative exercise, we want your intention and your body Sense your uprightness, breathing with your belly. Using your hands whenever that's right or whenever it might um, help you to remember. And spend a few minutes with this being or beings.
And if what you notice is a lot of aversion or like just scratchiness, like, ah, oh, I, I hate this, can you make that the being that you surround and care for right now? The heart cramped by aversion is equally worthy of our love. The heart collapsed in hopelessness. The heart that has no refuge when it's fragmented and jumping around. Can that heart be seen with the eyes of Kuan Yin, who looks upon our own cramped heart or fragmented heart with intimacy, without demand? She stays. She sees. She breathes. She gets. The exact measure of the world's pain that you are asked to carry in this moment.
May all beings be safe and protected. May all beings have a refuge to thrive. May all beings be soothed. those that are near, those that are far, those that are inside of us, those that appear outside of us. The north, the south, the west, the east, the above and the below. Those born and those to be born. those about to take their last breath. The friendly, the indifferent and the hostile. Those in states of war. Those without enough. And those in states of peace and those with enough and all beings living under inner or outer oppression may all beings be safe and protected may all beings have refuge may all beings be free This morning as you practice, let the abiding continue to be something to develop, right? Backside on the seat, your uprightness, your here-ness. This is a big gift to yourself and our world, right? Your here-ness, that can fill out with more breath, with more bright attention. At times you'll notice your own dukkha, your own suffering, heart might have collapsed, or when's it going to be over, I hate compassion, whatever your mind comes up with, 
Does anybody have those scratchy kind of minds? You'll see it if you do. If you don't have one of those kind of minds, I'm happy for you. Um, when your own dukkha arises, see if you can sense it in the body. Right, the cramp or the fragmentation. As we get more sensitive to the abiding, we have more traction on our own suffering. We can meet it more skillfully. Right? So really continuing with the abiding. At times your suffering will arise. If it doesn't, don't go looking for it. Really. You know, sometimes some of us have a mind, it's like, where's the problem? Right? That you're allowed to put down here. See when it does that, the, the, the sort of trouble-seeking mind. Oh, yeah. Um, and then when your own suffering arises, see if you can recognize, oh, this is suffering, right? It's not who or what I am. I can actually meet this, breathe with this, um, find a, a way of intending kindly around this, sensing it in the body. The whole possibility there of practice. At other times, you may be open, abiding, and ready or s to take on another. Another comes to mind and you can practice with the phrase if it's right or just a light intention or another human being walks past you and each of us here, just by virtue of being born, is worthy of each other's compassion. <laughs> right? Oh, may you too, whatever measure of the world's pain you carry or are asked to attend to, may you be soothed. Right? And other times, deepening and abiding. So the sitting, next sitting will be silent. Some of you will be in groups and if we're finished on time you'll come back in. But those in the hall practice silently in a way that leads onward. Um, and Matt, if you want to say a few words about walking and then I'll just wrap up with the groups. Yeah. Oh, you need this. Oh. Would you like this one? So yes, just to say a, a few more words about walking practice. Really helpful to just take the time to really arrive at the start of your walking path. To let your feet connect with the floor. To sense the weight of your body standing there. really having a sense for the whole of you before you begin walking. Then as you walk, really sensing the contact between your feet and the floor step by step. Don't have to go incredibly slowly, but finding a pace that allows you to stay in contact, to feel the contact with the floor, to stay in contact with yourself. Many different experiences can take us away from ourselves even in the midst of walking. So we want to find the pace that's right for us in each moment. 
and to have a sense of abiding with your experience, whatever that is, pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. And whenever you notice some steadiness in your practice, when you're really able to be with yourself and to be with the walking, to also include more of the body, to expand the awareness. Let the body, the whole body walking be included, not just the feet on the floor. And particularly when things are difficult to really keep with the practice to Walk for the whole of the walking period, step by step, moment by moment. To keep returning, to keep coming back, to feet on floor, body on earth. Letting that be the place where you abide in that moment. And if you find yourself really lost, really scattered or distracted, you can always stop, again reconnect, feeling yourself standing and then beginning the walking again. So, wish you well with that practice. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.